Miles is going to be at the Raccoon Motel tonight. Uh, we're fortunate enough to have him in the studio with us right now. Uh, you hello. always get up at this hour of the morning, don't you? Uh, I usually get up with my dogs about 6.30 and let them out, feed them, and then I go back to bed for a few hours. So sure. rock and roll. So, I Just mean, like Springsteen, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, let me get that $500 million. Well, you can feed us and then go back to bed. If it feels like Ah, you know, now I'm up. Now I got a, I got a basketball game apparently in town that I got to well, that, figure that, out. I'm telling you, that is how, that is how the whole thing started is um, Michaels and I were doing a uh, – I don't want to impress you too much, but we were doing a broadcast at a grocery store. Oh, yeah. Live. In the cheese department. Uh, a lot of cheese. Wine and, and cheese. Yes. Okay. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> well, and so uh, and so that's when uh, I started talking with John, and, he's, yeah. and, uh, and I'm like, oh, yeah, Miles is going to be in town. He's like, oh, yeah. And the weirdest thing is the guy wants to play basketball. He says he doesn't get a chance to play basketball a lot. And I'm like, really? I don't know. I mean... I think, like, as a musician, you probably have a lot of free time, but I don't know. And I'm like, oh, well, if you're going to play basketball, have him come in the show. Yeah. And then I could see the wheels start working in his head. So, first of all, thanks for coming. Yeah, absolutely, in. man. Thanks for having me. We don't see a lot of people through these hallowed halls. so it's, I uh, noticed when we showed up, it was like, uh, what, what are you doing here? Yeah, right. Well, <laughs> I felt like it was like the, the scene from E.T. when he's in the back there, you heard there. <laughs> like, let me in the, tu- the tunnel. This is a f- former funeral home. Okay. There's a lot more corpses in here okay. than there used to be. There were our career. Is uh, yes. in the embalming room here, but <laughs> uh, so tonight at uh, at the Raccoon Motel, uh, which is uh, I don't know if you ever played it before, but it's an awesome. Played uh, the old one. I haven't played the uh, new one. Okay, you know it, which is great. So. It's an awesome venue. Super. Uh, I don't know if intimate's the word you you'd like to hear, but it's just you're right there with your audience, and they're digging it, and uh, I can't wait to see it. Frankly, yeah, I'm, um, I'm, I like intimate. You know that that says to me we can connect. So yeah, and that's uh, well, you're gonna you're gonna be intimate for yeah. sure. Good. Um, now we mentioned Miles uh, when we were talking about him coming in. Miles' father is Rick Nielsen from from Cheap Trick, and you grew up in Rockford. Grew up in Rockford. Rock, yeah. Which still Rockford? living in Rock. I mean, I moved out a few times, you know, just to make sure that I knew what the world looked like outside of Rockford. Because uh, Rockford, you know, it's kind of like here. It's it's a special place. You know, yeah. there's there's some interesting things. Like I saw on the way here, I think it. I don't remember which bank it was, but someone had driven through the the front of the bank, yeah. you know, thinking it was a drive-through ATM, <laughs> or made it their own drive-through. That's like some Rockford style, right there. You know? that's, that's what we do in Rockford. So it happens. It, I felt right at home. Common mistake. You know? So Rockford Boylan, which high school? I went to Rockford Guilford. Rockford Guilford. Yeah. Boylan always eliminated my high school. Oh, uh, in basketball yeah. or football yeah. or yeah, yeah, everything. That's you know, everything. That, yeah. Well, bunch of cheaters, man. So. Well, they 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 had the money. That's. <laughs> You had the money. Come on. <laughs> well, Rockford Guilford was definitely a thing. You know, my parents, my my parents, I think you growing up is like I always knew if they were doing well or, or not doing well by the cars they were driving. You know, when the, when the two the dual Nissan Sentras two doors showed up and I was like, the record sales aren't quite as good as they, you know. And Are then, you serious? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So my, what, what was it previously that said, hey, we're doing all right? Uh, it was a Jaguar and a oh, Porsche 911. Oh, okay, sweet. That was after right. Budokan, you know, and then it was like, and then it was two Nissan Sentras. <laughs> I mean, and they were they were four speeds, not even five speeds, you know. So when uh, when I was growing up, uh, also near Chicago, my dad worked for Zenith, and it was like a big deal because we all got the TVs before anybody else. We got the the Zenith quadraphonic sound oh, yeah. when they were doing that. And um, But the coolest thing was is my dad got a company car. He's an accountant for Zenith, but he had a company car. And for the longest time, it was every two years or whatever, we would get this big Oldsmobile wagon 
custom cruiser. At first, it had the the glass on the top of it, and then every couple of years, a custom cruiser, custom cruiser, custom cruiser. Then he lost his job, and then all of a sudden, uh, he had a Chevy Monza for like the longest <laughs> amount of time. And I'm like, wow! And I started to make that association too. And now I I have a relationship with cars. I love them. I yeah. absolutely love them. I can't get enough of them. And uh, uh, and at our house, big deal. My wife just paid off her Jeep. Nice. Yesterday. Great I, feeling to not have a car payment. I came home and she's all giddy and excited. And I'm like, well, you're never like this when I come home. <laughs> and she's like, I just paid off the Jeep. Yeah. And so we're like, yeah, we're living large right yeah, now. Let's celebrate. Large. Yeah. Today is the day when uh, they call offering that extended warranty. Oh, of course. Of course. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We're yeah. Looking. Here, here it comes. Yeah. Uh, so, um, so when I was in Rockford, um, uh, me and my family were water skiers, so we went and... Ski Bronx. Yep, we, there was a tournament up in Rockford in the Ski Bronx, and they renamed a section of that whatever road is right in front of the house where your father lives. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was kind of weird, like, it's all privacy and everything, but it's like, here's Rick Nielsen's house, wave! Arrows and everything. Yeah. Kind of tough to stay under the radar. Is That's not where he lives, so that, thankfully, that that's where he was born. Like, okay. that was the house that he grew up in. Okay. So if you were to knock on that door, who knows you what you might get. Well, I was I went trick-or-treating, and I, the candy yeah. was crap, quite honestly. Yeah. yeah, if you went to his house, he's, he's obsessive. He, he likes candy, and he... He gets the big bars because he only gets like 10 trick or treaters. You right. know? So he's like, I'm going to make sure they have, you know, a good time. Well, how can you be that? How can you be Rick Nielsen and not? I right. mean, anything less than a big candy bar. And- oh, I went to the Nielsen and fun size the- my ass, yeah. man. Yeah. Well, we reminded my mom one year that she gave out dimes. Dimes? Yeah, dimes. Oh. You know, like when you know, you're trying to be like, well, I wanna I don't want to necessarily give out candy because I want the kids to be healthier. And we were like, You gave out dimes. Yeah. She's like, I did not. Oh. My brother and I, you know, I was like, No, you did. Yeah. You did. And she's like, Oh. That's why the that house was, got egged. That right. was that was a low point. That yeah. was when we were driving the Nissan Sentries. <laughs> yeah. Pencils is another bad. Oh, yeah. Nobody yeah. wants that. So your dad's a musician. Was it just expected that you were going to get in, you had to be in not at band. all. Actually, really? um, never ever said anything about. You know, I, I was always obsessed about the travel aspect of it. So, like in the summers, I would say, you know, they were like, "What do you, you know, for what do you want to do when you're out of school?" I was like, "I want to go on the bus. I want to go on the bus. I want to go travel with the band." So I would always just spend a month on the on the bus in the summer. But I never knew how to play music. I just, you know, I was just I liked the idea of, of the hang. You know, it was like it just felt great. Being out there, you know, it was like it's like being on a, in a sports team or something, you know, like you're just out there with the dudes, you know. Right. And uh, then I, you know, as as you have to in in middle school in the Midwest, I think this is maybe everywhere. I'm not really sure, but that you have to you have to be in band or choir or or something in the in the arts. So I picked up the trumpet. My grandparents had a music store, so they had a trumpet for me, and uh, I. Started learning trumpet. Okay, trumpet. Is that the one with the three valves? <laughs> That's, yeah. Okay. Seriously, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's on the yearbook staff. I was, I was a marching. I was with you. You actually look like the yearbook teacher that we had. <laughs> His name was Ray Schaefer. One okay. of my, we used to trade cassettes all the time. It was, he introduced me to a ton of cool music. I traded cassettes with Mr. Gevinson, the live uh, Grateful Dead boot boot. Yeah, he and yeah. I, he gave yeah. me some dead. He gave me some uh, some traffic. You know, like oh, wow. I mean, he was he was the coolest. But uh, so then in, in seventh grade, I was in, I got into, it was the eighth grade jazz band. I got into jazz band playing trumpet. 
And this kid, uh, Dan O'Brien, was a guitar player, and he he busted out. The, he had this Ibanez with the handle. You know, it was like the Steve Vai model. Yeah, and yeah. He busted out Sweet Child of Mine, and I was like, wait a second. That guy sounds like Slash, but he's my age. I can, I want to do that. So there was, prior to that, there wasn't like a big, you know, ah, like. No, I mean, there was, you know, failed piano lessons and, right. you know, that kind of stuff. Like, oh, this is boring. I don't want to learn theory. And But uh, what was happening in your ears during that time? Because, I mean, Rockford, there's a lot of great radio stations. You can sometimes get the Chicago radio stations, too. You probably had ZOK at the time. and uh, XRX. So, yeah, XRX. Yeah. So what, I mean, but what are you listening to? with your friends you said this is junior high-ish uh definitely black sabbath um you know the the classics the doors the zeppelins yep. the dead um that was all going on but never really associated that i could be a part of okay. that and make you know make that sound make that connection to music so it wasn't until this kid played that i was like whoa okay and then and you then, went and got, got your trumpet and said watch this i can pro- no, no i can't yeah, play I can, on trumpet. i can play the macgyver <laughs> theme song yeah you that's, know, like, who's that's when the, the you know, like, trumpet went back into its case that's and we, when the trumpet went well, away and i went home that later that day you know this is funny because my dad never pushed it but as soon as i said hey i want to play guitar Next morning, there's a guitar, and there here's your guitar. Wow! Go, you okay. know, figure out how to do it. So there, you know, most people are like, "Oh, I bet your dad taught you a lot." No, there was a kid up the street called named Tim Rowe, and he was just a stud on guitar. And I called Tim and I said, "Hey, I'd, I'd like to. Can I come up and spend a half hour, you know, once a week with you?" And he's like, "Absolutely." Which you have to learn it on the street. Learning it from your dad to be too sanitized, to be too. Uh, I, I don't know, it'd be different. It, yeah. it'd, be, it'd be not the music language you're speaking. Yeah. We uh, we had uh, Rick on the show with us uh, 100 years ago, and we he made mention of the fact that, uh, you know, he's a world-famous guitarist, but his kids play better than he does on Guitar Hero, and it really seemed to frustrate him. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was that uh, whenever whenever a cheap trick song was on Guitar Hero, uh, his kids played it better than he did. Oh, yeah, I, probably not me. Maybe my sister, my my younger brother. Yeah, and and so that's that leads me to the next question because you perform with your siblings. Yeah, um, and so there. So, so maybe it's not pushed on you. Certainly, you find your own musical road to travel, but you have to feel like that's part of your destiny, kind of right. I mean, I think once I discovered that I that I really enjoy it and that I could do it, I, I felt like, okay, well, then it starts to expose things in you that you've just picked up inherently over time that, you know, like, you know, oh, I, I know how to sing, the, you know, I, I suddenly know how to do all this, you know, and it's kind of in there. It's like my younger brother, you know, Dax is like, he broke his leg, he broke his femur in seventh grade. And coming out of that, he just spent every minute downstairs in the basement playing drums like learning every Metallica album, note for note, you know, had the full like 17 toms and <laughs> double kick drum and could play better than Lars probably, well, I'm guessing. with know? a broken femur. So let that be yeah. something. Is yeah. he, and is he a nicer person than Lars? Well, I think so. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's been in Cheap Trick now for like 11 years, so he's... Practice that guitar. Well, look, uh, have your dad talk to Tom Peterson. We'll work something out. Yeah, for you, bro. Right. Well, you can never, you could never I join. Knew I should have played drums. Right, because you, in I'd order be, for you to play, you got to yeah. get rid of the old man. Yeah, yeah that's well, 
Uh, we're talking with Miles Nielsen, uh, who's playing tonight. Are you uh, are you full band tonight? Full band tonight. The uh, Rusted Hearts yep. will be joining you. That is a motley group of gentlemen. Yeah, uh, man. Uh, same five guys now going on. Uh, it's nine and a half years. So, and, and is that something you put together? Is that a band you said, "Hey, can I join you guys?" How that is, is it? something I put together, and and that was because as you start to feel of the things that you're able to do you start to feel you you want your voice you want your sound and now you start picking people and yeah i've never been into the idea of not having a band you know i grew up in the midwest obviously and you know the idea of like you're in a band you know i wanted yeah, a band i right. didn't want like yeah i'm going out on tour and i'm picking up a bunch of guys and you know i got this player from nashville on guitar i got this guy from chicago on drum it just seems like you're going to spend half the time on the road learning how to dance together. Okay. You know? So like this way, I'm like, I mean, we've been a band for almost 10 years. And it's like, we don't really have to think about the musical aspect of things. We talk through a few things here and there, but it's like, we've all played enough together, been in the room together, traveled together, you know, spent tours over in Europe together where, you know, we're getting arrested by the German police. And you awesome. know, those are the kind of things <laughs> yeah. that you're like, those are the kind of things that bring you together yeah. as a band, though. If you can't get along with the people once you set the instruments down, that's a big amount yeah, of I don't, time. I don't, I don't want that. Right. Yeah. My, you know, I, I, don't, I mean, life's too short to like play in a band with a bunch of people you hate. You know, you see it, you, you see it all the time with, yep. you know, and they're like, oh, I hate that guy. <laughs> like, one, one of my one of my biggest pet peeves was that Gary Richrath and Kevin Cronin could never work it out. Yeah. The the stuff they created together and they it made me so mad that Gary left the band and it it just never was the same. Yeah. And and there was a lot of love between the guys but they just couldn't they couldn't put aside whatever cr- any creative they couldn't team. get out of each other, you know, out of their own way, really, just yeah. to, to make it understand that some, what they have is so special. And I know? feel like we missed out on a lot of great REO music because of it. Uh, I'll go see our REO Speedwagon any day within mm-hmm. 100 miles. I'd still love to watch them play. Um, but especially after Gary died, I could see that. I think Kevin felt that too. I think. I think once that happens, you go. Ah, you know, there's Should've a lot of picked up that phone. A lot of missed yeah, opportunities. Yeah. 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 Um, okay, Miles is going to uh, chat with us a little bit more. Uh, you can pick up tickets uh, at the Raccoon Motel show. I think they're available online. We have some to give away, too, uh, if you can stick around. You have- yeah, yeah. Awesome. Got uh, all day. Uh, Boyd said, that's the first time I've heard Miles. Tell him I like his music. I like that song that you guys played. He should come to Waverly sometime. Oh, Waverly Beach, huh? That's, that's a place I've heard many things about. Okay, we'll write it down then. Uh, I've got it. How about Saturday for you? There's a dude named Boyd. He, yeah. he, he's already aligned to buy tickets. All right, man. Boyd. I'll be yeah. there soon. Sunday. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Uh, more with Miles in just a second here. We'll take a break. The worst of Dwyer and Michaels. It's Dwyer and Michaels. Uh, Miles Nielsen is in the studio with us. Uh, he's doing a show with his band, uh, The Rusted Heart, tonight. Uh, at the Raccoon Motel, you can go to twodorks.com for all the information and a very flattering, I think, older photo of you. What? I'm just kidding. Let me see. Because you look, look at how, look at, you got. Oh, that's from 2016. Yeah, I mean, you got no facial hair. Well, it's it's not gray. Yeah. Five years ago. You know, my, my daughters are just turned 18 and now almost 16. So that's, it just, it didn't stand a chance. (laughs) No, it it was like, oh, it was overnight, right? It really was. It was like, as soon as it started sprouting, it was like, gray, gray. (laughs) Fully gray. That was it. That was it. Thanks, girls. (laughs) So Miles, your first ba- you said you uh, um, you've been together with the members of your band for a long time, the Rusted Hearts. 
What was the name of your first garage band when you were younger? I don't even know if I can say it. Uh, Why not? What's the uh, most Stinky Finger. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> All right. I'd sweat through my shirt just, but no, no problem. That's I was a Badlax, uh, but we had nice. to change it because my mom saw the uh, logo. It had a skull with a hatchet in it. I, like it. I told them, like, guys, my, uh, we're yeah. going to have to practice at Johnny's house. Otherwise, my mom said I can't Ooh. be in the band anymore. We had yeah. to change ours to Prickly Heat. Okay. <laughs> and then we ended up landing on Middle Child, which was way more safe. You know, we, like, yeah. we we're all middle children and... Here we are. You know, we're like, well, the first two were slightly offensive. The first one was slightly offensive. Second mm-hmm. one was just maybe too punk rock for what we were doing. I mean, we were doing like, I'll melt with you. Like, okay. no, we, shouldn't, with we that. shouldn't be prickly right. heat in that song. <laughs> right. Right. We, we really should be middle child. So, well, at least you bitches got to have like I was uh, very very uh, emo before it was cool, mm-hmm. and so my band was me and my nice. and my mini moog and my doctor rhythm drum machine and my bass see you were way hipper than us then. I, but my son, he was way richer man yeah, I mean. outcast of our own that was my song oh so artistic yeah because you know why because man we put up the barriers oh, that we don't want yeah and we wonder why people can't get through play the song man uh, listen, i'd like to talk about it a little bit more but nobody ever asked me to play a song because it was just me in my basement yeah, with my little mini Moog that I bought at a garage sale. That's awesome. <laughs> what was the name of that stupid that band? Komodo Monitor. Yeah. Komodo Monitor. Because you know why? They change colors, man. Oh, yeah. They change colors because they, they adapt to their surroundings and they put on a front. See, I thought you were saying the band was called Me. No, I, I should have <laughs> because like, it yeah, basically that's, was. That's genius, yeah. you know? It's and, like two, yeah. That's great for marketing. Yeah. That's what he wanted yeah. to call this show and I said, I kind of, you know, I'm here... To yeah. guess who doesn't get chicks though? A guy who's in a band by himself playing keyboards and a drum. Well, especially in the basement, yeah. yeah not cool. Yeah, not cool. You didn't even have Tinder yeah. then. No. <laughs> Glad it worked out for you though. Anyway, uh, Miles is in the studio and he he brought his guitar, which is very cool. I did. Um, and and I'm not sure if the voice is working, but the guitar works. Well, then you know, you just uh, just do the uh, the thing where you just do place holding vocals. You don't even have to sing words. Dwyer um, s- was telling me that he heard you do. Uh, a version of surrender, surrender, both with your band and with your family. When you and what is the, and when you guys all play together, that's yeah. Called, we're called the Nielsen Trust. And, and um, I saw a YouTube video of you guys playing, and that was it. Blew me away. Oh, thanks. It blew yeah. me away. Um, and that's actually that's when I got super excited about you coming in because when we were talking about it, I I wasn't aware of what you were doing. It took me a couple of listens to the album to mm-hmm. go, oh, okay, I get it, and. And somebody had made the mistake of telling me before I listened to your record, oh, yeah, he's got kind of a Tom Petty feel to him. Mm. And I could not get that out of my head the whole time. But uh, then I saw the Nielsen Trust on on YouTube, and I'm like, oh, I get it now. Um, It's such a great working, reworking of that song uh, that I had never considered. And that, to me, meant, wow, this is just a great group of musicians, in addition to being siblings and the family of your other band so you guys obviously have a love for this song yeah well i just always felt like the lyrics of this tune are so good you know i'm like and and in a rock version it kind of passes you by just so quickly you know you sort of you you focus on the rock version you throw you focus on the feel you focus on we're all all right you know and and then you kind of miss the you know the subtleties the subtleties of the tune and 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 so i kind of i thought well if i turned into a ballad and you know or slightly a ballad People will actually pay attention to the lyrical content of the tune. Which, if, you, if you'll do it, I would. Sure, I'll try it. It's awesome. Miles Nielsen. Mother told me, yeah, she told me, I'll meet girls like you. 
She also told me stay away, you'll never know what you'll catch. And just the other day I heard some soldiers falling off, some Indonesian junk going round. Mommy's alright, Daddy's alright, they just seem a little weird. Surrender, surrender, but don't give yourself away. Hey, hey, hey. And Father says you mother's right, she's really things before we married mommy served in the wax in the philippines and then i heard the wax recruited old mates follow up but mommy isn't one of those i've known her all these years mommy's all Daddy's alright, they just seem a little weird. Surrender, surrender, but don't give yourself away. Hey, hey, this is where the clarinet solo would come in. show you could hear the real version so whatever happened to all these seasons and losers of the year every time I got to thinking where they disappear and then I woke up mom and dad they were rolling on the couch they were Mommy's alright, Daddy's alright, it just seem a little weird. Surrender, surrender, but don't give yourself away. Hey, hey, hey. Say we're all alright, say we're all alright, say we're all alright. Even Dwyer and Michaels are all right. <laughs> That's a lot. Dude. That might be a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey. Miles Nielsen. Uh, hey. I'm so excited for anybody who heard that for the first time. You know, their alarm went off this morning. It was just going to be a typical day for them. But then that comes on and... The dogs start howling and the wind. Well, no, no, man, no. Uh, very cool. I love the version of it. Uh, when you're thinking of the lyrics, because... Uh, I'm slightly older than you, and I've been listening to that song for a long time. Mm -hmm. I'm picturing Rick and Robin's parents. So that would be your grandparents. Yeah, yeah. your grandma and grandpa that? are rolling on the That's couch. Weird, That's weird, man. That's gross. 
Yeah, definitely. His toupee fell on the floor. And, uh, I think it's uh, it's pretty accurate, though. It's like, I mean, they they're, they were quirky people, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, my dad will... So I got to study... So I went to Illinois State to study classical voice. No way! We're Red we're Bridge well. yeah. alums, too. What year did you graduate? Uh, well, I never did. Yeah. Yeah. Neither did yeah. Dwyer. Just like my son. Hey, Dwyer, I know. Like, yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I went and actually... To get it, so I, my ACT was one point less than what I needed to get into school. So you so can't go to school. Go I to had state. To, I had to go audition to for a, oh, for okay. a musical scholarship at Illinois State. So my grandfather is a he's a classical tenor. He's he's been on over three hundred records. I mean, this guy was like a total wild animal. He graduated from the American Conservatory at eighteen years old. Got his pilot's license at sixteen, so he could fly himself all over the place. He was like he's the like he's charge. the guy. Yeah, you know? right. And uh, so what, coming into that, my dad's like, well, you should go study with your grandfather. And I'm like, he's like, you know, he's going to teach you how to perform all mm-hmm. these songs. I had to sing two songs in foreign language and then one song in English. In front of a panel, in front of, of, a panel of, okay. of, you know, instructors and, you know, professors. And I'm like, oh, geez. So I studied with him for like two and a half, three months. And then the three of us, three generations of Nielsen drove down to Illinois State. And I met with Arvid Larson, the... Uh, the professor of voice at okay. Illinois State, okay. who was super intimidating. Yeah. But my grandpa was like, oh, you don't know who I am, Ralph. You know, like he was like, you're not going to boss my boy around. You know, like, and it was great because I went in there and I did it. You know, the three of us were, you know, three generations of, of musicians. And, and actually his, my dad's, my dad's grandfather is a musician. So it's four generations of musicians. And uh, I ended up getting a scholarship, and and, uh, and then failing out not too long yeah, after. That happens. I was, yeah, it was fun there. I was a point nine er myself. I was a one point five three er. Oh, bragger! Yeah, bragger. Yeah. I, I, they asked me to leave. It was so, nice. So, what is your what is your range? What is your vocal? Well, I, a tenor. Okay. You know, but as I get older and. Everything morning, starts it's, to drop. It's probably like a you know <laughs> a high baritone. So what the audition? What what building? What I'm trying to picture on campus. Do you remember you know which the castle building? Yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. That was the call. That was the the music building was just to the right. Okay. Because that. Okay. that the radio station used to be in Cook Hall yeah. and they moved it across campus. But my my daughter auditioned for marching band at at Iowa. And she's like, it's the most intimidating oh, thing. You got man. a sight read, and she and she blew it. Yeah. And oh, this is the end of her. Yeah. I said, well, do you want to quit or do you want to find out what you did wrong? Yeah. Get in pep band, learn what you did wrong, and then try. And she made it the next year. But it's yeah. But it's, as a piccolo player, right? We so, call that perseverance. So she yeah. can't. Yeah. She can't do this solo and, and surrender. I'm no. Uh, my other daughter, though, if clarinet. You yeah, know. clarinet. <laughs> So and that's your sister who does it on the on the uh, in the family version, right? That's Is my that, wife. That's your wife. That's okay. my wife. All yeah. Right. Well, she yeah. looks like your sister. So, man, <clears throat> I, my sister's very pretty. I don't know what she was. Let's just get we off just that. ruined yeah. every yeah. Yeah. image just, that you have. Yeah. Your grandparents, your sister, yeah. my sister is uh, very nice, but she does not play music. Okay. And a lot of times, what happens is. So Robin's daughter lives in Rockford as well. Okay. And everyone's like, saw your sister play the other night. Man, mm-hmm. she's awesome. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah. where was that? Because my sister's not playing any band. But Dart you know. League. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah. She's, in, in my defense, yeah. on the video, your wife is off to the side. Yeah. Very far off to the side. Hard to see. It's a little yeah. grainy. I have a very small old phone. Yeah. So <sighs> we'll, we'll make sure that. Uh... Who plays it tonight? 
Uh, that'll be the well. So the Rusted Hearts, uh, but Adam, our keyboard player, he's multi instrumentalist. Okay. He's, he's the clarinet player as well. All right, very cool. And and our guitar player Dan will probably be singing the uh, the soprano part. Uh, uh, listen to this. Wow, we got a lot of people. That, we're lots hey, of messages. Miles, coming very cool. Surrender is one of my top ten, maybe top five of all time favorite songs. Way to ruin it. No, no, no. <laughs> you no. Wish, you Miles' wish. ballad version. Yep, I may never be the same. Oh, Thank you for man. doing that. Wow, absolutely. Yeah, go well, to the show. For then. Me into yeah, it, go to the show. Yeah, then yeah. you could see him perform it, and then you know. Everybody well, yeah. makes a little money, and the music stays alive, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. Let's all we, be in this together. We should share this. With, you know, it must be good and bad at the same time to have Rick Nielsen as your dad. You want to be known as your own person. You know, Dwyer's kid is getting into radio. He doesn't want to meddle with his career and give him advice or do this or do that. And so it's probably the same thing. You want to stand on your own, but you want your dad to be proud of you too, right? Yeah. He's still a dad. You know, I th- I think for me when I was I think when I was younger, I definitely had more of a I'm gonna you know I don't want to even men- if you even mention Sheep Trick, I'm walking out of the interview kind of a you know like I did that wasn't actually truth, but like my brother Dax and I would sort of like why do they keep bringing up Cheap Trick? I'm like. And then as you get older, you're like, well, why wouldn't they? I and mean, that's just it. You know, it's, it's one of the classic rock band, one of the greatest cra- classic rock bands of all time. Like, it, it should be touted, you know. It's like, and I'm, I'm just really comfortable with all of it now. I mean, I'm in my 40s, you know, so it's like, it's not like I'm 25 and trying to prove myself. I'm like, right. man, I've been a musician. Like, I've, I've done plenty of things on my own and, you know, recorded albums, produced records, done all that stuff. And, you know, and I don't need my dad's approval. Right. And I never have, really? but okay. it really is nice to play. And he goes, man, you got a great band. Like, you know, yeah, like, cause okay, because when I was younger, yeah. all he would do, we'd be downstairs in the basement rehearsing and we'd come up and he goes, that fourth chord, you're playing it wrong. Uh, Love okay. you. Good night. Good night. <laughs> well, if you can't figure it out, let me know. But you're like, okay, well, that's great. Well, all right. Fourth chord, guys. We're playing it wrong. And you don't, yeah, and it's it's hard But it to... makes you just want to be better, you know? It was like his approach was, I'm not going to show you. You're going to have to figure it out. And I was thankful because, you know, I sit, in a room with, I sit in a room with certain people that I know that haven't put in the time, and I'm like... I'm really glad I put in the time to to work at my craft. Yeah. And as a as a guy who's in his 40s now, um, you know, are you fine? Do you are you playing music for a different reason? Are you are you getting different stuff out of it than when you first started? And are you one thousand percent? Yeah. How like how so? Just so like a real. I'll try to do the Cliff Notes version of this story. But in uh, 1990. I think it was 93, 92, I went to a guitar show in Dallas, Texas with my dad. And I'm a basketball fan, as we touched on earlier, but uh, I said, hey, can we go to the Dallas Mavericks game? They're playing the Knicks. Yeah, I can get, you know, the guy that was helping us, I can get some tickets. So we get tickets, we go to the game, come out of the game. This guy hands me a flyer and says, driving and crying is playing at Trees in Deep Ellum. And I'm like... Oh man, I've been, so I Fly Me Courageous. Fly Me Courageous yeah. was this hot record at the time, and I was super into. It. I was learning every song from it, and I realized the guy. My dad's like, "Who was the bum that handed you the flyer?" I said, "That's Kevin Kinney, the singer from Driving and Crying." <laughs> we got to go to this, and he's like, "It's a twenty-one and up club." I don't, I don't know if I can get you. I said, "Come on, you can just right." I've seen you get, you know, weasel things before. You can do this, you know. So, find myself at the show later that night, and I'm like, get an autograph and. Fast forward a bunch of years to the Rusted Hearts and Driving and Crying are going on tour together. 
Fast forward a few more years, Kevin Kinney and I become good friends. We were just in Kentucky about three weeks ago recording music and songs together. That's when I'm getting out of it now. I'm just sort of, I'm like, and Kevin's like, well, you know, he's got kind of a funny voice. He's like, you know, you're, yeah. in, you're in this for life now, you know. You wow. know, you can't get out of it. I'm like, yeah, and I'm all right with that. Like, here's one of my childhood heroes, and he looks at us in the studio, and he goes, man, you guys are like the Beatles in the studio. And I'm like, what a compliment. Yeah. You know, here's this guy that I, you know, I grew up like, like learning all his riffs and, you know, studying his songs and everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, fast forward a bunch of years later, we're making records together, you know. He's staying at my house, you know. It's like, those are the things, like, when I was younger, I was like, man, put a guitar in my hands and I sing a couple songs, man. The, the cute girl that never talked to me, she talked mm-hmm. to me now. Yeah. Well, as you get older, you're like, man, I'm just trying to, like, leave things behind that make a difference for my kids. And, you know, like, I want I want my music to be quality. I want my music to have substance. I want my, you know, things that you write songs and all of a sudden people are writing you, like, my mom passed away and... This song, Shine Your Light, that we have really helped me get through it. You know, I'd play it every day, and you're like, man, I just, you know, as a young kid, I I never thought, like, I'd, I'd write songs that have effect on people in that way. It's out there, you know? and it's people live their lives, and that is the soundtrack of whatever was going on yeah. at that moment. So, Music's super powerful. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm just... Yeah, I heard Chris Robinson from the Black Crows say it once, but you know, you're just you're just happy to be part of that big song, you know, like yeah. the song that is life. And I think for us, you know, a big thing is having a band that's stuck together. I mean, we've been through, you know, there's been births, there's been cancers, there's been deaths, there's been all these things, and we're still a band, you know, and it's like all those little things that you know, you go through in our hard times and good times and bad times, that all brings you together and, and like creates the music you make, you know. And that's the thing. You're just making the music. Yeah. And if you, I mean, you can literally make the music like you're doing it, or you can be facing all those things and kicking ass in any other number of ways yep. in your life, and you're still making that music. Yep. And that, dude, I think that's awesome. I think that's awesome. Give everybody your website. Somebody, uh, somebody just bought the CD. But yeah, it's just uh, it's milesnielsen.com, um, which is M I L E S N I E L S E N. We're Danish and not Swedish. Not S O N. I was just going to say that. A, yeah. S O N is a very common thing. He's a trumpet player. Uh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. We actually we, we were over touring in Europe a few years ago, and uh, the Airbnb we had in Denmark was called uh, the neighbor's name was Jan Nielsen, spelled the same way. And instead of uh, two planters at his front door, he had two ferns and toilets. And I was like, "That's a good Nielsen right there." Right there. Yeah, my he people. gets it. My people. I'm home. Wow. Uh, if you want to go to the show tonight, uh, I, I recommend buying tickets. Uh, you know, the Raccoon Motel would love to have you buy tickets. Uh, Miles would like you to not take the money out of your pocket, out of his pocket. But we are going to give a pair of tickets away to nice. go to the show if you want to go. But everybody else, everybody else should buy tickets. Uh, I'll be there tonight. My wife and I are Excellent. going. Um, and, it's uh, an early show, too. Yeah, how early? I think seven. I'm in bed in, by seven thirty. Yeah. You well, kick you up guys about, probably have to get up at what three thirty in the morning. It's not well, you people, you're forty. You'll be fifty five someday. We're yeah, from the future, I mean, man. Hey, man. The nice thing is you <laughs> yeah. get to, you get to be our age, uh, getting up early. You know, it used to be the hard part because you know you go out clubbing or whatever, yeah, yeah. partying all night, and then you know you got to get up and do this work. Nice thing now at fifty six, um, getting up at three thirty to pee. 
is just a natural thing. Right. I just stay up now. Yeah. So I imagine as yeah. we get older, I'll just keep getting up earlier oh, and earlier. Man. Um, dude, thank you so much for Absolutely, coming man. Thanks Thank you for so much for Thanks coming for coming in. one 3675 That's our phone number if you'd like to go. Uh, Goose will take care of you if you're calling number 10. Um, I know we got to take a break, but uh, I, I, I want to play Shine Your Light because I've never heard it. Okay. And, uh, and the fact that somebody told you that it meant a lot it's to It's not him, a party starter, let me tell you. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, uh, I think These people listen got airbags in their car. For, I, it's all right. I <laughs> want to hear the song that affected that person. And yeah. so we're going to play that. Um, and what else should we do? Or do uh, show the get details on the show t- tonight. And tonight at the Raccoon Motel. Go to uh, Raccoon Motel, either their Facebook page or you can go to twodorks.com uh, and you can get tickets right from the website. Uh, they're, I mean, they're pretty reasonable, like $14 or something, I think. It was right. a great show. Great meeting you, man. Thanks nice for coming to meet in. You guys. The worst of Dwyer and Michaels. So true, shine you light, shine it on me, shine you light, let it shine so true.
That is uh, Miles Nielsen, uh, Shine Your Light. That's a song he mentioned uh, just before uh, we ended our interview with him. Someone came up and said, Dan, that, that song really spoke to me. And we got to hear where it came from for him. He wrote it at a time that was dark, but he saw light coming. And so uh, what, a cool, uh, what a cool thing. What a cool thing. The worst of Dwyer and Michaels. <laughs> 